Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. This March 13th, 2022 is when I'm coming to you tonight live. Later on, this will be on a podcast where you can listen to it, I think, anywhere you listen to podcasts, unless they've they've been banned in Russia or someplace. 
Good to have you with us. I am the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. And so we are broadcasting live tonight on a AM radio station right here in the studios of Dickinson, North Dakota. This KDIX studio has been around forever. I think ever since Alexander the Great conquered North Dakota or something like that. It's been around a long time. And um, so uh, we are have been very happy to work with the people here over the years, uh, the, the early station manager, he's passed away now. Lee Lee's helped us so much, plus everybody else that works here. And and um, we've they've taught us how to do this. And I'm not a professional radio broadcaster, but I know how to run these controls. Got people listening to me tonight. Now, we, you can text me and be part of this program, which is always fun for me to hear who's listening, how you're listening. Uh, some of you are listening on, on the AM station here right in Dickinson, some of you are listening on KDIX's website, which is called KDIX.net, or some of you are listening on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And Brother Duran, he said, he texted me tonight and said this is his favorite time of year because now our he doesn't have to um, stay up so late. Is that right? He doesn't have to stay up his, past his bedtime because Arizona doesn't change from uh, doesn't change daylight mountain savings or daylight savings time like the rest of us crazy people in the United States. Uh, Arizona has got it right ever since the invention of electricity and the electric light. I think we could have kept time the same. But um, so Brother Duran said that he could stay up and listen to, what did you say was your favorite? His favorite show. All right. Well, that's good. That's good, Brother Duran. If you want my autograph, just let me know. I'll try to get it to you. We have, let's see who else is listening. Brother Griffith was the first one that texted tonight from Great Falls. Glad to have him here with us. We've got um, Brother Phil Gingrich listening tonight, hauling milk tonight. So he's hauling milk. He's he's praying for us. Thank you. Uh, we've got Lori from Southheart listening, uh, probably the, the most faithful listener of all, Brother Greg Johnson from Arizona listening. Tonight, thank you for your condolences. He said, sorry to hear about your mother-in-law. My mother-in-law passed away very early this morning down in Bismarck, and I uh, appreciate you that have reached out to us about that. We've got Nathaniel listening up in in Park River, North Dakota. Carl listening in Michigan. Is Jeannie with you listening to? Uh, Carl, oh yeah, he said both he and his wife are listening. We've got Sister Brett's listening in Kildare. So been so nice to see her son and daughter-in-law coming to church with her. Brother Jones is listening. Good to have Brother Jones listening. We've got the Miles Mathern family <coughs> listening tonight right here in Dickinson. The Elijah Willis family listening. Are Henry and Harrison listening tonight? Are they listening? Are they running around, dancing around when I was playing that music? Are they listening? We've got um, uh, we've got Sierra, Abe, and Cassidy are listening. Where are you guys listening at? Are you, on, you at home listening? How can you listen at home out in the middle of the Badlands? Tim listening in North Carolina. He just piped in. Good to have him. So as throughout the broadcast, I might give some more shout-outs here. Um, a lot of you are faithful listeners. Appreciate that. I'm, um, I'm not... I, I believe I make sense, but I just, you know, I'm just always honored that people would listen to me and and, and listen to this radio show, show, show. I've got um, a guitar in the studio. I might do some singing. I've got, let's see, I got queued up some stuff by Greg McCool, maybe a crazy song, another crazy song, and so I might sing a couple songs that aren't crazy. Just... If you're listening for the first time and you live in this Dickinson, North Dakota area, our church is the big church right on Interstate 94, 501 Elks Drive. 
It says New Life Pentecostal Church on it. You cannot miss it. Uh, it's up by the El Sombrero Restaurant, Comfort Inn, in that area. And we'd love to have you come. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. And then uh, this weekend, we on Sundays, we have, we have a men's Bible study on Friday mornings at 6 a.m. for any men that want to come and be part of that. Sometimes, usually a breakfast there. And then on Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock Sunday school, which is for all ages, and 11 o'clock our worship service this Sunday, We've got a pastor from Ethiopia that's going to be speaking to us. He's not a missionary. He's actually a pastor in Ethiopia. And we've made his acquaintance about a year ago, and he's been here. This will be his second time. We have some dear Ethiopian peoples that people that attend our church, so uh, it's really special for them. Of course, he speaks their language and uh, their, knows their culture, and it's just really nice when he can come. And I'm so glad that Brother Temeskin can come and be with us this coming weekend. Okay, I, I got all that out of the way. I want to read a scripture. Um, it's in 2 Timothy 4, verses 2 through 7. Preach the word. Now, Paul was telling Timothy this. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts, Shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears? And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. I want to talk about these scriptures tonight on the radio show. I want to talk about especially zero in on the words, my course. I, I spoke about this in our church a couple, uh, not this Sunday, but I think a week ago Sunday or maybe the Sunday before. I want to kind of just bring it out in a radio version. When I do the radio version, I, I add more things, uh, things that I've thought about since then to the topic uh, and so on. So it's very similar, but it's not exactly the same as what I spoke about in church. I notice in verse 6, and most people feel like, that this is Paul's last letter, Second Timothy. Sounds like he knew his death sentence had already been passed down to him. There was an evil Roman emperor named Nero that hated Christians, and according to church history, he was the one that had Paul killed. And in verse 6, Paul said, I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. And so his life was going to become an offering to God, not because Paul was going to kill himself, but he, it sounds like the sentence had already been passed, and, and Paul knew that this was the will of God. And so his death sentence had already been passed, and he was waiting to die, and he was still writing letters. You know, the truth is, folks, you know, I suppose it's kind of dear to me because my mother-in-law just passing away, but we're all going to die. We're all waiting to die. I'm not trying to be negative, but I don't care if you're 13 or 63. We're waiting to die. And my question is, what are we going to do while we're waiting? You know, what are we going to do while, what are you going to do while you wait? Paul was still writing letters while he was waiting, and thank God he did, because I wouldn't have anything to do my radio show on tonight if he hadn't written this. But there, they, Paul said that he was waiting to die, and then he went on to say this. And this is where I want to kind of zero our attention in tonight in verse 7. He said, I have fought a good fight. Um, I'm going to just break this down in several places, several ways, but we are in a battle. And Paul was in a battle, and he said, I 
am coming to the end of this battle, and I have fought a good fight. You know, in First Peter 5 and 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Every one of us is in a fight. Every one of us has obstacles. Every one of us has a devil to fight. No one is exempt from struggle. We're not going to get out of here without a fight. And like somebody said, we're not going to get out of here alive. (laughs) And that's the truth. You know, we are in a battle. We are in a struggle. Some of you maybe are battling with health issues or possibly financial issues, marital issues, family issues. Some of you are battling because you're trying to promote the kingdom of God to this world and you're up against some resistance. I'm not going to speak about it, but I was asked to speak at a men's breakfast in Bismarck yesterday, and um, I, I talked about this, you know, that we we have got to keep fighting. We've got to keep going. We can't look back. We have to keep pursuing excellence in our life. You know, if anything bothers me, it's people that think they're too old to do something for God because they think it's all over. They think they're too old. They think they're too sick. They, they think they're too broke. Um and that bothers me. The Apostle Paul said, I have fought a good fight. You know, and then he said to resist this enemy. And then Peter said, resist this enemy steadfast in the faith. Stand firm against the enemy. Be strong in your faith. Keep on fighting. Keep on doing what's right. If you fall, get back up and keep on fighting. You know, you might be laying on the floor and biting the devil in the ankle. But keep on fighting. Don't give up. You know, the uh, my friend Wes Arnold used to say, any old dead fish can float downstream. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna swim upstream in this world, you're gonna have to fight. You know, you you're you are. And then in in um in Second Timothy four he he said he said this, uh, or no, I'm sorry, in First Peter chapter 5 and verse 9, let me finish that. He said, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So we are in a battle, and so are our brothers and sisters. How proud and arrogant is it when a person thinks that they're the only one who has to struggle? <laughs> you don't understand, Pastor Simons. You don't understand, Pastor Bob. You, you've you had it so easy. Well, I'm not claiming to have had it as hard as you. But I'm going to tell you, it's pretty proud and arrogant to think you're the only one that's ever had to struggle with pain or have ever had to struggle with family matters or you've ever had to struggle with whatever. You know, you, you, it's pretty, there, there's, you know, you you think you're the only one that has to fight against your flesh? Do you think you're the only one that that struggles? You know, it's really pr- it's a proud person that thinks that they're the only one. Nobody understands what I'm going through. Well, Peter said that don't you know that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world? You know, 1 Peter 3:9. Like in other words, we're 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 not we're not exempt. 
you, you know, there are people that are sitting in a church pew with you today, or were sitting there today, that may be going through struggles much harder than yours, and maybe they just aren't talking about it. Maybe they're just talking to the Lord about it. I'm not saying it's wrong to talk about your struggles at times. Of course not. But, you know, Paul said that I have fought a good fight. You know, I've fought a good fight. You know, that, you know, just, just remember, we're all, we're, none of us are getting out of here alive. We all are, we are all in this battle. And so if you, you want to live in self-pity, I mean, I can't stop you. And the problem with self-pity, if I try to stop you, you'll get mad at me because people full of self-pity automatically assume that I don't understand what they're going through, which I may not, but I promise you somebody in this world does. And they have already conquered it, and they're already on the other side of it, or they're in the middle of it, and they're still being victorious. Let me just move into the second point here. Paul said, I have finished my course. And this is the meat of this radio show tonight. This is, this is, this is the meat of this. I think I'll title it, Finish My Course, or Finish Your Course. You know, Notice he didn't say, I, I finished the course. The Apostle Paul said, I finished my course. It was his own personal course. It was the road that God put him on. I have never, you know, maybe I will someday, maybe I won't, but the Apostle Paul went through all kinds of things in his course. He was beaten, he was starved, he was in prison. Uh, he was beaten more than once and eventually was martyred, killed for his faith. I haven't gone through that yet. I'm not looking forward to going through that. I, I don't know what my course is. But we all have different paths in life. You know, we didn't choose to be born in America. And uh, the people in a poverty-stricken country did not choose to be born there. They have a different course than we have. Um, probably more struggle in some ways. Although when we were in Honduras, we, my wife and I were privileged to go there a couple times to be with the Shrekheises. And um, we, um, you know, those people seemed as happy as we are. And they don't have anything, but that's their course. You know, different economic situations. Of course, right now in war-torn situations, the, the Ukrainians... They are, their course is not what my course is, not that it couldn't be. We don't know what this future holds, but Paul said, I finished my course. I want to just uh, admonish you tonight that we have got to finish our course. Uh, you know, let me just, uh, let me just play a song here, a little portion of a song so I can catch my breath, look at my text. This is Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show. Name. Things round my 
positive song. Boy, I'm getting a lot of text tonight. Really appreciate it. Got a lot of good scriptures here from Brother Fuller up in Minot, or up by, he lives on the lake up that way. Uh, scriptures talking about um, John twelve twenty six. if any man serve me, let him follow me. Where I am, there shall he be. Is there also my servant shall be. Um, Acts fourteen twenty two. confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. We all have our course. Uh, Miranda's listening tonight. We've got, uh, let's see, I've got Chase listening tonight. Oh, good, my nephew. We've got some Blairs listening. Where are you guys at? Are you guys in Colorado or Arkansas? I forgot. Have the uh, Blairs listening tonight. Good to have them. Uh, Thank you so much, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Let me just keep talking here a little bit. We're talking in 2 Timothy 4. In verse 6, or verse 7, I have fought a good fight. Now I'm talking about I have finished my course. You know, every one of us has different a different course to go through. In fact, some of these texts just reminded me of that, especially one person that's texting me. I'm going I'm to be careful not to say who it is, but they're going through a very difficult time in their life. Um, and I can't say I've ever been through that particular type of thing. But it's their course. And God will give us the wisdom and the power to go through it. That's what 1 Corinthians 10.13 says. There is no temptation taken you, but such as as common to man. In other words, there's nobody out there that's gone through something that nobody else has gone through. In fact, there's a lot of people that have gone through what we all have gone through. But it goes on to say, but God is faithful will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with, te- with the temptation also make a way of, to escape that you, may not, that you may be able to bear it. In other words, whatever your course is, and if you're living for God and you think that you can't do it, the Bible says that God is going to give you strength to do it. He's not going to allow you to be tried above what you can take. Do you believe this? I mean, is this scripture true or not? Hey, Justin. Um, good to good to have you 
good to have you back listening to me tonight. Good to. There's a listener from a long time ago that I haven't heard from. Good to have you. You know, um, I don't understand what your course may be because it's not my course, but I know that God can help you through it. It's your course. I love in John chapter 21 and verse 21, uh, Jesus had just got done telling Peter, prophesying to Peter about what he was going to go through in his life. And Peter looked at John and he said this, Jesus, what's John going to have to go through? This is John 21, 22. Or John 21, 21. So, okay, this is what I'm going to go through, but what's John going to have to do? And, and Jesus said in verse 22, if I will that he tarry shall I, till I come. In other words, if John is going to live for a thousand years, it's none of your business. What is that to thee, Peter? That's his course. Follow thou me. What's that to thee, you know, you might look at your brother or sister and think that life has been handed to them on a silver platter. And like I say, it may have and it may not have. Maybe they just don't complain like we do, the rest of us. You know, some of the people that have gone through the most terrible things are people that you would never even know about it because they just get through it. I just, just, um, you know, good friends of ours just texted me that are listening down in Wishick and they... They lost a son many years ago. That's not something I've ever went through. That was part of their course. You know, and but I'm telling you folks, don't get an attitude. You know, this isn't about a contest of who's had it the worst. Every one of us, now I, I realize, and I've done many programs on this, that much of our course is determined by us. Like, we can make this easy, we can make this hard. If you don't want to serve God, it's a lot harder. But there are other things that are completely out of our control. Like, you can't control what other people are going to do. No, you can't. You know, I mean, you can love God with all your heart, and one day your spouse might just say, I'm, uh, I'm moving out. Never, no, I don't want you to live with me anymore. So you have no control over that. Once your kids to be a, get to be adults, you don't have any control over them. You know, I mean, part of our course is, much of our course has to do with us, but some of our course is just our course. And if you're going to quit because you're, you think your course is too hard, that's you're just a quitter. That's all you are. I said this a couple weeks ago in church, and I don't know if I made it up. I'm sure I didn't make it up, but I, to me it sounded new and fresh, but I just said this, every quitter has an excuse. Let me say it again. Every quitter has an excuse. Every backslider has a story. And every quitter, whatever it is, whether you quit your family, whatever you quit, you know, whether you, you quit your financial responsibilities, whether you quit serving God, whether you quit your marriage, every quitter has an excuse. When I was growing up, I was involved with sports, and I had a, a, a wrestling coach in junior high. His name was Stan Halling. 
He was a very, very tough coach. He couldn't nowadays coach the way he did back then. He was very, very tough. But he used to say this, and he would say, winners never quit, quitters never win. And there's a lot of truth in that. Let me say this again. Every quitter has an excuse. Paul said, I finished my course. You know, your excuses aren't going to make much sense to God on Judgment Day. How's it going to sound to God when you stand before God and say, well, I didn't live for you, God, or I started out, but I couldn't live for you because it was too hard or because, you know, you weren't fair or because people were mean to me. When the Bible itself says that God's going to give us the power to live for him and he's not going to bring anything to us that we're not able to bear. I don't know about you, but... You know, I've, I've got three kids and a slug of grandkids and some great-grandkids now and a bunch more coming. And sometimes, if I'm not careful, I'll think about the end times and I'll think about, you know, maybe someday I'll be tortured or maybe my kids or my worst yet my grandkids will be tortured in front of me and what am I going to do? And, you know, and there were times when I was younger and my kids were younger, I used to sit and think about stuff like that. But I came to the conclusion that if that does happen to me someday at that time, God is going to give me the power to come through this. I don't have the power right now. I don't need it right now. I'm not going through that right now. I believe the Word of God says that that He is going to make a way of escape, and I'm going to be able to bear it. I believe that. You'll be able to finish your course if you want to, but if you want to be a loser, just come up with an excuse, believe it yourself, try to convince others, um, and then quit. I'm going to tell you this right now. You're not going to convince Pastor Bob. If you quit serving God for some excuse, I'm not convinced. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. I'm not. There's no excuse to quit serving God. He's done nothing but good for us. Now, maybe maybe some of his people have disappointed you. Well, join the club. Now, I've had a good experience with the people of God. And I've got, and I, and I choose to remember and think about all the good and all the people that are so good and sincere and, and yeah, no, and they're not perfect, but, but they're good people and sincere people. That's who I've been hanging around with these last 43 years since I've been living for God. I've got a good positive experience in this thing called church, you know, an association with the people of God. But, I mean, if I wanted to, I could think about things where people have let me down and hurt me and lied to me and maybe even said bad things about me that weren't true. Every quitter has an excuse. You backsliders that are listening to me, get over it. It's not going to stand up with God on Judgment Day. You might think it's standing up with other people and maybe it makes sense in your head. But Romans 14.12 says, Every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. And none of our excuses are going to make any sense to God. Well, I'm getting a lot of, getting a lot of good stuff here. Sierra, trust, Sierra Matherin, trust in the Lord. Yeah. All of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. You know, that's so true. <clears throat> you know, this, um, good to have Brother Bowles listening, pastor from Grand Forks, just kind of tuning in here. Um, yeah, and, and and Phil, that is the chase that you're thinking about. Phil said, is that chase 
And I go, yeah, that's the right one. He's listening tonight. Phil Gingrich is listening, Chase, and he just, he must know you somehow. Oh, yeah, I know how he knows you. That's right. So Paul said he kept his course. And then he said, I've kept the faith, and I did a whole radio show on that here a while back, but I want to mention it again, that faith is a gift given to us by God, and he expects us to take care of it. Every man is given the measure of faith, everyone. The most famous atheist in all the world at one time was given the gift of faith. Some of those atheists started out knowing about God. But they didn't take care of their faith, and they lost their faith, and they're going to be judged because of that. You know, when God gives us a gift, we better take care of it. Don't neglect it. You know, you better nurse it. You better take care of this faith. You better you better coax it and help it and exercise it and, and feed it, and make it strong. I'm not going to redo a whole radio show on it, but... But if you are troubled here today and you believe in predestination or some of those scriptures that seem to point towards predestination and you struggle with that, the Bible is full of scriptures that point away from predestination. Whosoever will, uh, you know, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Like anybody that wants this can have it. But we all have been given predestined with the gift of faith You won't take the credit for having it, but you'll sure take the blame if you lose it. That's all I'm going to say. But when everything else is going around you and blowing up all around you, these Ukrainian people, we've got Ukrainian oneness people over there. I I sent an email to Brother Bernard, and I said, "You you know, if we need to house some of our brothers and sisters from over there, we've got some places to put them over here, so I hope... If they need to come over here, we can take care of those people. But no matter if you're living in Ukraine and being blown to pieces, don't let your faith be blown to pieces. At, in your last breath, keep believing, keep trusting, keep hoping. Paul said, I kept the faith. He said, I finished my course, but I kept the faith. That common faith that was given to us, he kept it. Now, Paul admonishes Timothy, because of all this stuff, to preach the word. I should sing a song. I really should preach the word. You know, I don't. I'm not sure of a lot of things, but I, you know, like I, you know, you hear so much stuff in the news, you don't really know what to believe. But I am sure about the word of God. I love this verse in um, in Psalm 33, uh, 33, one through twelve. It says the word, verse four, for the word of the Lord is right. I, I like that. I didn't write this. I didn't put this to music. David wrote the, the words, and, and I heard somebody put this to music. And I, I might sing something at the end of this that I did put to music. But but uh, let's see. i gotta, I got to find the key. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Brother Jones here. Rejoice. There we go. Rejoice in the Lord, all ye righteous. Psalm 33. For praise. Comely for the upright. Verse 3. Sing unto our God a brand new song. Play skillfully, play with a loud, loud noise. 
for the word of the Lord is right. And his works are done in truth. He loves righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Rejoice! Verse 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let the world stand in awe of Him. For He spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. For the word of the Lord is right. And his works are done in truth. He loves righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Rejoice! Yeah, I'll switch. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. In everything give thanks to Him. Lift up your holy hands to Him. Again I say rejoice. Lift up your holy hands to Him. Again I say rejoice. In everything give thanks to Him. The word of the Lord is right and we can rejoice. Pastor Bob the Tell Like It Is Show, I just had to get that off my chest. The, um, hmm, let's see, Sister Yvonne and Marin are listening tonight. Brother Bowles, overcomers have great rewards listed in Revelation. That's so good. Uh, just people texting me scriptures, different things. Uh, glad to have you all listening tonight. Uh, really honored that you would listen. We're talking about, uh, our scripture text is, is 2 Timothy 4, 2 through 7. Fought a good fight finished my course, kept the faith, and then he told Timothy, now you, he said, you need to preach the word. You know, um, that's all I've got. It's my only confidence is the word. What does the word say about your situation? Do you care? Because it's got the answer for you. If you're lost and don't know what to do, the word can tell you what to do. I mean, if you want to get right with God, there's one verse in the Bible that in just a little a little nugget, just a little nutshell. If you want to know what to do to be saved, turn to Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You know, easy as one, two, three. Repent, 
be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody's going to dunk you under the water, and they're going to say, in the name of Jesus Christ. And then the Bible says that you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, just like they did in the book of Acts, where they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. So if you're lost and don't know what to do, you, you just know you do now. If you don't, if you want a desire to do what's right, God will show you through the Word. See, you know, you don't have to be smart to live smart. All you got to have is the right direction, the right book. If you want to know what to do that's right, it's right in front of you. It's not confusing. It's not a mystery. Preach the Word. That's what I'm trying to do tonight. It's right there in black and white. The Word of God, the Word of the Lord is right, even if it doesn't make sense to us at the moment. And then the Apostle Paul, I'm just kind of finishing this up tonight, but he said, be instant in season, out of season. In other words, talk about it when they agree with you and talk about it when they don't. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, talk about it when it, when the door's open and talk about it, try to get the door open. You know, there's, there is, um, keep on standing for what is right. I'm not saying that you should try to shove something down people's throats, but take a stand and keep standing on it. You don't have to repeat yourself over and over, especially when it comes to your family. But just keep on, keeping on standing for what is true. Cowards will not tell people when they're wrong. Cowards are afraid to tell people that they're wrong. My wife and I were visiting with one of her aunts here recently, and this aunt, uh, she's not a Pentecostal lady. She's a very outspoken lady. We love her dearly. But she was telling us about how she told her granddaughters um, that they need to start dressing modestly, get rid of the tattoos and their nose rings, and they think that she's totally off her rocker, Grandma. And she told them, she said, I'll make your car payments if you take that stuff off. <laughs> That's what she told them. Now, this is not a Pentecostal lady. This is a Catholic lady. But she is instant in season and out of season. And she doesn't even care. And she's not a coward. She tells her family what she thinks. And I honor that. The Bible said to exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. We're still in 2 Timothy 4. Patiently keep standing for what's right. <clears throat> and if they won't listen, keep living it. It works. It works. It works. It works. I've seen it work. I've seen it work with people that we've tried to witness to for years, and they're now just coming around. It, it, it works. It works. I, I've seen it work in my family. You know, now the Bible says the time will come when they won't endure sound doctrine. I understand that in our text. After their own lusts, they're going to find teachers They're going to, that, that will tell them what they want. Would you take a stand for what's right? Sometimes you won't be popular. Sometimes even your family won't like you. Sometimes you'll be misunderstood when you take a stand for, for what's right. Or maybe you'll even be disliked for a while. The Apostle Paul told the Galatians, he said, Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Maybe they'll replace you with somebody else that tells them what they want to hear. Let me just tell you this. 
keep on seeking counselors, and eventually you're going to find somebody that will tell you what you want to hear. But that isn't necessarily what you need to hear. Keep on changing locations, keep on changing churches, and you're going to eventually find the, the right one for you, but it's not the right one for you. You sound like you think I'm doing a bunch of topics tonight. No, I'm just talking about these scriptures. We still have to finish our course. We can't get sidetracked by people telling us what we want to hear. Your course may be difficult to get through. But don't find somebody to dumb it down for you to make it easier to get through it because now you're not going to get through it, but you're going to just feel better about being a loser. It seems like I'm being harsh tonight. I'm not trying to be harsh. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know why I'm like this. But but the uh, there is, every quitter has an excuse. All quitters have excuses. I know I said that, but I'm going to say it again until you're sick of it. You know, every quitter has an excuse. And many times quitters will find people to, to um, you know, just kind of help them through being a quitter. You know, there's a, my pastor, Pastor Walters, he's passed away now, he's dead. He he was very special to me. He, I don't know how to say this, I, people that knew him will know exactly what I'm saying. You never really felt extremely comfortable around him. I mean, although I knew he liked me and I was his friend, and uh, I knew he was proud of me, I, I knew he was, but it was always kind of like, there was more for me. Like, like, in other words, if I thought I had arrived, I don't think Pastor Walters was convinced that I had. And maybe he was, but he just kept challenging me. Like, like mediocrity was something that he didn't believe in. And so there, there was always this carrot dangling before me that I could be more for God than I was already. You see, and some people don't like that. Like, for instance, in a Pentecostal church, you are going to be encouraged, if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost yet, to receive it. It's for you. It's for it's unto you, it's to your children, to everybody down historically. This same Pentecostal baptism that happened in Acts chapter 2 and other places, not only in the book of Acts, but you're going to read it in the epistles too. It's all over there. This is for us today. And when you go to a Pentecostal church, people say, I don't like feeling pressure about receiving this Holy Ghost. Um, I There was a man one time wouldn't let his teenage daughters go to a youth camp because he told me, I don't want them to be putting under pressure to receive the Holy Ghost. And I told him, I said, I you can look at that as pressure if you want to. But I look at it as people encouraging us, challenging us. Like if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, whichever way you want to say it, come to our church. We'll pray with you. We'll pray with you till you receive it. Um, I, I have no interest in comforting people that haven't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I have interest in helping people to receive it. That's my interest. You see, but this bothers people. This bothers people. They 
They want somebody to tell them you're okay the way you are. Well, you know, as bad as I want you to come and visit our church, I just want to warn you that that's not the way we operate. We accept everybody the way they are, but we don't want them to stay the way they are. The way they are. And that includes me and everybody in our church. Paul said, I don't think about the things that are behind, but I press towards the things that are ahead. I press towards this mark, the high calling of God. There were things in Paul's life that he still felt like he hadn't achieved yet. So, are you, do you want to just stay a quitter? Or do you want to move forward? You know, this, this, um, and, and like I said, you can find plenty of counselors, plenty of churches, plenty of people to make you feel comfortable about not being all that you can be. I mean, you can find, you. I mean, that's fine. I mean, you know, here again, Paul said they were doing it. They were looking for teachers. They, they wanted that, you know, you can find, you, you can find people to tell you what you want. They, you just keep looking. If you can't find them at church, they'll be down at the bar. Go down to the bar. Uh, you'll find somebody there to commiserate with you. You can tell them how bad your life is. You can tell them how bad your spouse is. You know, you, you know, people go around talking about their spouses and how bad they are. And you'll find people to feel sorry for you and all that if that's what you want. But I, I as a pastor, I, I'm not really looking to condone excuses. Because, as I said, I think I did a radio show one time, Excusers Are Losers, and brought my friend, Brother Doug, he could make a rap song out of that, Excusers Are Losers, I'm sure he could, but... It doesn't even really rhyme, but he could make it rhyme. And let me just tell you this. Uh, I'd love to be your pastor. If you live in Dickinson, North Dakota, I'd love to be your pastor. Uh, I really would. But if I'm going to be your pastor, and that's your choice if I'm going to be your pastor, just because I have the little deal on my door at my office at the church that says pastor, that doesn't mean I'm your pastor. And you can come to our church, and it still doesn't mean I'm your pastor. Because if I'm going to be your pastor, you're going to have to listen to what I tell you to do. And I don't usually pull you aside and tell you what to do, but I tell you what to do through preaching the Word of God. I have to give an account to God for that, according to Hebrews 13, 17. I have to to give an account to God for what I tell people. But the Bible says that if you'll listen, I can at least get some joy out of the deal. You know, people that choose... To not do right. The only thing I don't like about being a pastor, like being a pastor is great. I get to get up on Sundays and give everybody a piece of my mind. I mean, it's great. <laughs> it's not not really. But anyway, kind of. But the part I don't like about being about a pastor is I feel responsible if you don't do what's right. You know, I don't want your money. Pastor Bob doesn't want your money. Pastor Bob doesn't draw a check from our church. We've got a big church. I was blessed to own a, this really nice business, and so I I don't have to make There's nothing wrong with pastors drawing a living as pastors. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. But 
it's kind of a long story, but when I moved to Dickinson to start this church, we started a business. It turned into a really good business. And as it turns out, I don't know if I'll ever have to draw an income from the church. I don't know if I ever will. So I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this radio show for money. We've never asked for a penny on this radio show. And if you call in and say, I want to give money to support your radio show, I'm going to tell you to save it and take your mom out for Mother's Day instead. Or give it to your local church. We don't. I mean, that's not why we're on the air. Um, any of you, I get so sick and tired of people that say preachers are in it for the money. Most pastors I know, just about 90% more than that, they could have made a lot more money doing something else. A lot more. Most of them, I mean, whether it's my friend brother Chuppy or my friend brother Miller out in, or, or I mean, I could just go on and on and on. I'm The people that I know that are pastors that are making a living as a pastor, they could have made a lot more money doing anything else. Anything else. So they're not doing it for the money either. And I'm certainly not doing it for the money because if I am, I, I'm getting paid zero. I have no other motive at all that I can think of. I, I, I mean, maybe, 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 maybe I'm full of pride and want to get famous. I don't know. I, I don't know, but I don't think so. The only motive I have is that people would live right. And that's why I talk like this. That's why I get strong like this. You know, don't use your excuses to be a quitter. You know, yes, you might possibly be facing something hard in your life. God will give you the power to get through it. Paul said, I finished my course. It was probably just weeks before he was going to be killed by Nero. The Apostle Paul was a very spiritual man. He knew. He knew that that he was, that he was um, at the end of his life. He said, the time of my departure is at hand. He, you know, I have, I, I'm ready to be offered. In fact, it was even prophesied over Paul when he went to Rome what was going to happen to him. So he knew about it. He wasn't looking to get out of it. Probably sounded relaxing to him, you know, just to close his eyes. I mean, dying's no fun, but, you know, after that, what are they going to do to you? You know, the, the, um, so, but do what's right. Don't be a quitter. Whew, got that off my chest. You know, we've got, uh, Brother Hostetler's listening. He's the pastor in our beach church. Where are you at right now? Probably out in, he, he goes to this conference and that conference all the time. We've got, he's at his brother's conference. I heard about somebody that I was pretty excited about got the Holy Ghost there. That's pretty neat. Um, let's see. Uh, just oh, a bunch of people texted me. So thankful tonight, all of you that have texted. I didn't even check my emails. Sometimes I get emails from out of the country. Sorry about that. I didn't have time to check them, but I'll try to uh, check them after I leave the studio tonight. If you're in this local area of western North Dakota, we have a church in Bowman. That has services on Wednesday night at seven thirty. It's on right on North Main in Bowman. The um, Wednesday night seven thirty. Sunday mornings at ten thirty. Seth Springer is the pastor down there. A great family, Seth and his wife Carrie, and their children, and and of course some people that are very dear to us. Uh, Yvonne and Marin are in that church along with a few others. We've got um, also a church in Beach which they have a service Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center at 7.30. That church is being uh, very quickly uh, 
um, getting finished, and now we've got to get some carpet in and get that done, and then we'll be able to finish the woodwork and get the chairs done, and then pretty much we'll be moving into that church. And at that time, they'll be having a Sunday morning service too. And so that's in Beach and right now. But right now, if you live in Beach, you can go on Tuesday nights, 7.30 at the Beach Community Center. If you live in Beach, you know where the church is. It's right next to the Family Dollar there. Beach is not a huge city, and everybody in Beach knows what's going on. I know they do. In Dickinson, on Wednesday night at 7.30 is our next service, and that's a regular church service. Uh, I think yours truly is speaking. I'm not positive on that yet. I might be at a funeral. Uh, My mother-in-law just passed away this morning. What a wonderful lady Elaine was, and I just want to just give a few-minute tribute to her. Uh, I've very... Uh, I, I don't say this just because she passed away. I was saying this when she was alive. I know some selfless people in my life. My mom, my mother-in-law, my wife, very selfless people. And Elaine was like that. She just really cared more about others and their comfort than her own. And she passed away very peacefully this morning. And, and um, we were thankful that the way she passed away and so on. Um, so I may not be here Wednesday night. I said all that to say that, and plus just to honor my mother-in-law. We've got, uh, so Wednesday nights at 7.30, 501 Elks Drive, and then also we have church Sunday mornings, Sunday school at 10. That's for all ages. And let me let me make an appeal. I teach a Sunday school class there. It's a basic Bible class. Uh, would you please come to that? If you don't even believe in church, but you want to find out what the Bible says, come to that. I teach that class 10 o'clock Sunday mornings. You don't, I promise that. We won't make you stay for the service afterwards if you don't want to. I, I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to, but we'll please come to that. That's at 10 o'clock, and Sunday school's at 10 o'clock. And Sunday school also has other adult classes. Then at 11 is our worship service. And so um, hope to see you there. I want everything God wants has for me. I want to finish my course. I want to keep the faith. I believe God has got great things for Pastor Bob, and I believe he's got great things for you. But we got to keep on moving. we got to keep on stretching. we got to keep on pressing. we gotta, we got to keep on... Uh, don't, don't look back. Don't look back at past successes. Uh, don't look back at, at, at uh, past failures. Just look forward... If you're out there and I've ever written anything in your in your high school annual, if you said, please, Grandpa or whoever, sign my high school annual, it usually says this, never look back. Because we, we're not going to look back. Let me sing this song as we end the program tonight. Gonna keep searching, no. Oh. Gonna keep hoping I want everything I want everything Never gonna settle Cause I want better I want everything I want everything you promised me Gonna keep searching Well, gonna keep hoping I want everything I want everything Never gonna settle Cause I want better I want everything 
I want everything you promised me. Gonna keep stretching, yeah. Gonna keep pressing. I want everything. I want everything. Never gonna look back. Focused on the prize. I want everything. I want everything you promised me. And Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, that is our prayer, God. We don't want to live in the land of excuses. God, we want to move forward. We want to be winners. We want to finish the course, our course, our individual course that you laid out before us. God, I pray that you help us to win this fight. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. I'll finish with a goofy song. God bless. Lord willing, next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Shut the door, keep on the devil. You shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep on the devil. You light the candle, everything's all right. Light the candle, everything's all right. Oh, when I was a baby child. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Good and bad was just a game. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Many years and many trials. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. They prove to be they're not the same. Shut the door. Keep the devil, devil in the night. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. I got to just break into this song. One of my little granddaughters said, preach it. She sent me a text. Preach it, Grandpa. Love Barbie. everything's all right. Oh, Satan is an evil charmer. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. He's hungry for a soul to hurt. Shut the door. Keep the devil in the night. And without your holy armor. Shut the door. Listen to me. Keep out the devil. He will eat you for dessert. Shut the door. Keep the devil, devil in the night. Shut the door. Keep the devil. Keep out the devil. The devil. Shut the door. Keep the devil in the night. Shut the door.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.